John chapter 9. And I'm going to read three verses in your hearing. John chapter 9 verse 1 through verse 3. When you have it, I'm going to ask you to stand and it'll be the last time I ask you to stand. All the other times you're going to be on your own. But John chapter 9 verse 1 through verse 3. When you have it, say I have the bread. When you have your scripture in your Bible or your smart device you will see it reads like this and as Jesus passed by he saw a man which was blind from his birth his disciples asked him saying master who did sin was it this man or his parents that he was born blind Jesus answered neither this man sinned nor his parents but that the works of God shall be made manifest in him and all of God's people said amen before you sit down I just want you to just stand just for a second for a sober moment for this uh, problematic title once you release it in faith I mean I mean because to listen to any preacher in this day you got to be listening in through the ears of faith right if you trust my spirit, discern my spirit, I'm going to ask you to say this and then you can sit down, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, God did this to me. You can be seated. God did this. God did this to me. Words and language without uh, video footage allows us to create and paint our own pictures in our minds. You know, oftentimes these pictures that are created are created by our reference points and our own personal experiences. For example, when we hear the words like called or, or chosen by God, that phrase um, gives us all sort of ideas. And I can have this conversation tonight because when we come together in convocation, the crowd is very lofty with titles and uh, positions. This is where we come to be energized, inspired, refreshed. And but these ideas we have about being used by God may not be in error, but they may be limited. You know, it depends on uh, how you see an elephant. If you're blind, will be determined by what part of the elephant you're touching. If you're touching the trunk, you're going to say an elephant is skinny and long. Right? So I'm not saying our idea of being called is totally in error. But it may be limited. Sometimes through travels, I make a reference to a city and how much I enjoy the culinary arts of that city and how good food they have. And somebody in that very city can say, we don't have any good restaurants here. You would be surprised how many people live in your city but have never experienced your landmarks. So oftentimes people's opinions are based upon their limited experience. 
I'm not saying we have the total wrong idea about being called by God, but sometimes I feel we lack the full understanding. Because some of us are waiting to be used by God, and the truth is we're being used all the time. All right. First of all, I would like to establish the premise um, that you didn't call yourself. Anybody who is truly called by God have had moments where they wish they could have gave it back. People want your place, but they can't pay your price. You can choose your career. Make or choose your college. And I will even debate that you can choose your spouse. But you don't get to choose your calling. Your calling is the very thing you've been created for. It's the thing that when you run from it, you run right back into it. Your calling is often discovered in your conflict and also in your contradictions. In other words, God, you couldn't be calling me to do this. I'm about to preach a message called Wounded Healers. Because it doesn't make sense for me to be such a prophet to give everybody else instructions about their lives. And oftentimes I miss out on the things that's right up. Okay, y'all going to leave me out here by myself. You got a word for everybody else, but you're scratching your head wondering, what do I do next? Tell your neighbor, it's a contradiction. It's the thing that you sacrifice for. And at the times, and at times it don't even feel like a sacrifice at all. It's your calling. And not only did you not call yourself, be reminded that your calling had nothing to do with your merit. I often say, and I had a conversation the other day, we as Pentecostals, I love our Pentecostal tradition. I love our apostolic heritage. Um, People ask me sometimes, are you really Jesus only? And I say, absolutely not. I'm Jesus everything. (laughs) Amen. <laughs> Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noonday. Cast out devils in his name. We baptize in his name. I don't come to fight nobody. I just, I just love Jesus. You know? The name of the Lord is revealed. Hallelujah. Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. Is Jesus in the Godhead or is the Godhead in Jesus? In him lies the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And as much as I celebrate, and I'm very ecumenical, but I celebrate my Pentecostal apostolic heritage, I don't believe there's any theological premise or any theological construct that can totally wrap itself successfully around who God is. As much, you know, because we'll start a whole other denomination if we get one more revelation. <laughs> and just tag another name at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, but the truth is, no matter how we build these theological constructs, we come up short. And, and as much as I celebrate my Pentecostal apostolic heritage, and I will never deny it, we must be honest that some of our teachings and how we grew up were very law based. And, and when I say this, hear me, hear me, I believe in the laws of God. You know, I believe in the law of the spirit and we're bound to the law of the spirit. But it's almost taught to us 
that if you do good enough, God will use you. And we then, who are used by God, try to communicate to people who are coming up that I'm here because of what I did right. Uh-oh, the bishops thing got quiet on me here. And if you do this, 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 you can be used like me. But I need some honest people in here that says, I'm still scratching my head about why he called me. Once in a while, you need to shop for what the church people don't know about. Because some of us know that the only reason why we get to serve is because he covered us. I want you to take 10 seconds and praise him right now for what you and God know about. The stuff that God kept from hitting the fan. Look, y'all don't want to praise him. I mean, praise him for grace and mercy. Wasn't my own merit. I need you to tell somebody, tell them I messed up more times than I can count. Y'all shouting about God being a God of a second chance. Be honest. You blew second chance a decade ago. I'm praising because he's a God of another chance. Every once in a while, I just shout for what me and God know about. Even our salvation. It's through grace by faith, not by works. Lest any of us can take the credit. We build our theology more from songs we sing than scriptures we read. And we did sing it, and I still sing it. If you live right, heaven belongs to you. And I believe in holiness living. But you can't live holy if you're not holy. Uh oh. We tried to do holy. He never told us to do holy. He says, be holy. Until you get a revelation of your identity, you can never produce it. You can sit in a garage all day and it won't make you a car. But what, come on, somebody. But you produce according to what you are. If you ever get a revelation that you're holy, you'll start living holy. And holiness is progressive. According to Isaiah chapter 35 verse 8 There's a highway there Come on y'all talk to me in here What's the highway called? It ain't 95 Come on what is, it ain't 85 it's a, It ain't 20 It's a highway called holiness So that tells me holiness is a journey I need all the people in here that know you're saved Shout I'm saved Now I need you to shout he's still saving me Now shout he will save me And without us being honest, we will lose a generation of the church because we give them our peaks and our climaxes, but we don't give them our valleys. There are more people will glean from your honest testimony and get more strength from that than they will your bio, your filtered image. Your airbrushed profile. Mm. Tell us how many times you quit in your head. Hallelujah. Tell me how many times y'all walked away. Hallelujah. Yes, y'all got y'all. Yes, y'all celebrating 30 years. But tell us about the times you considered doing something else and going separate ways. 
Tell us about the times you knew. How in the world we going to pay the mortgage of the church? Tell us about those times. Tell us about those times. So it's not by our works. It, I, I'm, I'm chosen by God and I'm called by God not because I deserve it. Mm. We have this treasure and it's in an earthen vessel that the excellency will be of God and not of us. Why would he put something so precious in something so weak? Mm. An earthen vessel. You put a light in a completed whole vessel and put a lid on it. It cannot illuminate the room. But if that clay pot has holes in it and cracks in it, the room will be illuminated through the cracks. I come to tell somebody in this room the very thing that you were embarrassed about is about to turn around and bless you and everybody around you. My God, I just stop right here and prophesy this through the scripture. He says, For your shame, I'm gonna give you double. I come to tell 50 people that will praise them now, double is about to hit you for what embarrassed you. I know it's hard for you to praise him for, but praise him for what you tried to dodge. Praise him for what you tried to cover. Let me wrap this up. When you are called by God, although you did not merit it, although you did not ask for it, you do have to respond to it. You don't get to choose your assignment, but you do get to choose your surrender. I'm waking up now. I feel God here. Glory be to God. Somebody right quick in this room, and I want you to take 15 seconds and start clapping your hands and tell them yes. Come on, yes. Come on, tell them yes. Come on. Tell them, give them a fresh yes. Come on. Yes, Lord. <laughs> come on. Tell, come on. Up and out of your belly, tell them yes. Yes to your will. Yes to what's next. Some of you are holding on to a stale yes. You are talking about yes to what he asked you to do 10 years ago. Oh, but I hear God says there's a turning getting ready to take place. Oh, there's an unveiling for the next season of your life. I want you to clap your hands like thunder and shout, yes, Lord. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to feel it. I don't have to like it. But yes, Lord, whatever you're telling me to give up, whatever you're telling me to walk away from, if you're telling me to pack up and move, yes. Glory be to God. And I want you to know your yes is not an event. Your yes is a posture. I say yes in church like this because sometimes I'm practicing my yes until it becomes real. Sometimes we got to practice it that our posture will always be yes. The scripture says many are called but few are chosen. That scripture has always been complicated to me. And I don't want, I hope I'm not boring y'all tonight, but I'm just going to hear what I'm saying tonight. Many are called, but few are chosen. That scripture has always been problematic uh, for me. And it was teaching with me because why would you call, you know, a many and then only choose a few? You know, like why call me and now all of us come here and then you say, oh, not y'all, just y'all. Okay, well, don't call me then. You know, huh? There's one translation, it may be right, I'm not sure, but it, it speaks peace to my spirit as I'm doing line upon line and precept upon precept. It says, many are called, but few have chosen. 
because you know in church you can open up and ask everybody to serve but only a few chooses to serve and they'll be jealous of those that do serve oh my goodness hallelujah and then they get jealous and mad because you didn't call them I've been calling you don't show up and the time is out for people who need additional pastoring who don't show up the bible study everybody was called but everybody didn't choose to come And I really want to say this. I want to say to the pastors in this room, uh, the way we used to pastor, we can't pastor that way anymore. This is another hour. This is a different hour. Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 says that spirit of the Antichrist will come to wear out the saints. And we always looking for demons to foam at the mouth in church. But some of us got people who are close to us in church and they're draining us being needy. You've been in church for 25 years. At this point, you don't need a personal session and you don't need special attention. When you get to a certain age, you don't cry for attention. You go to the bathroom if you need to be changed. You wash yourself. Many are cold, but everybody didn't choose. So, your response is necessary. Your, your response is necessary. And it's important that we, we do teach that gospel. We, we talk about how salvation is for the world. And you know, in Calvinism, they would say that it was Jesus only died for the elect. That no blood would be wasted. You know, that you know, God already pre uh, destined. We believe in predestination, but they almost lived that God predetermined. Who would be saved? And I think they make God's predetermination synonymous with God's foreknowledge. I don't believe God predetermined. I believe in his foreknowledge he knew. And based upon his foreknowledge he predestined. He predestined based upon his knowledge of knowing who would choose. And so when we teach the scripture, yes, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And we must be careful because inclusionary theology teaches us because Jesus died for the whole world. That means the whole world is saved whether they know it or not. But you got to read the whole scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe on him shall not that means perishing is an option come on whosoever believe on him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life tell you never you got to respond I'm going to say something and y'all ain't going to like it but everybody don't get to go if you don't respond now maybe I'm wrong maybe I ain't read enough books Maybe I'm not smart enough, but I dare not give people a license. I dare not stand and tell people they good. And then I got in my car and I got to answer to God on the day of judgment. I got too many scriptures. Hallelujah. I say I got too many scriptures when the Bible says there were those who didn't acknowledge God in their consciousness and he turned them over to their own lust, giving them a reprobate amount. Yo, we don't read those scriptures because they don't preach good. That ain't a good praise break. But the truth is, when we were yet sinners, hallelujah, Christ died for the ungodly and I received salvation because I responded. I believe in the grace of God. 
I said, I believe in the grace of God. Where sin abound, help me in here. Grace, oh, you that's a praise right there. I said, where sin abound, grace more abound. Okay, then, well, since, since if I sin, God give me grace, I'll just keep sinning. But Romans chapter 6, verse 1 asks the question, shall we then continue in sin that grace may abound? Y'all don't get up off of me in here and talk to me. God forbid! How can you that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And so now they're teaching us that repentance is not necessary. Yes, I believe that when Christ died for us, he died for all our sin. I believe he died for my past, present, and future sin. Because all my sin was future when he died. Because he died before I was born. Well, then if he died for your sins before you committed them, is repentance necessary? Hear me. Grace is a free gift. Hallelujah. But it is applied through repentance. Uh-oh. I said it's applied to your life. Y'all don't believe that. Y'all saying that's old covenant. But why would he tell John to talk to the churches of Asia Minor and says to the church, repent quickly. Because we used to repent quickly. Then we started repenting slowly. Now we've stopped repenting at all. We don't pray before we sing. We don't pray before we preach. We don't ask God for forgiveness. We don't ask people for forgiveness. Stop running up to me shouting with me. And speaking in tongue and trying to prophesy in my ear. When an apology is necessary. Don't sow into me. Apologize to me. Tell your neighbor, normalize repenting. When I was growing up, they said, if I did anything. They used to talk about the sin of commission and omission. Forgive me for what I didn't do. So yes, uh, you, you, salvation is free. God's grace is there. He's calling all of us. But you do got to choose. You got to choose. And when you get that revelation, let me tell you something. Hey, glory be to God. People are made in the image and the likeness of God. They are. All of us, not just the leader. Not just apostle. Not just bishop. All of us. And because of that, hear me. Hallelujah. God fixed it. God fixed it that man will have dominion over the earth. And God has locked himself to his word. Because if God goes against his word, he ceases to be God because his word is not something he says. His word is who he is. That's why God cannot lie. Because, huh, glory be to God. Because God didn't create with his hands. He created with his voice. So if God says, let there be, it will become because God said it. But he gave man dominion in the earth and he will not force himself on man. Yay, glory be to God. And I want to say this to, 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 to some people in this room tonight. I need you to look at your neighbor and I need you to tell them, tell them, if you got to force it, it's not God. So I'm at a place in my life. I'm at a different place. I'm not begging anybody to stay in my church. I'm not begging anybody to be in my life. 
if I text you to check on you and if I call you and you don't respond I'm not even mad you just now revealed to me where you are my God you still talk about COVID and we saw you in Miami last week on Facebook the devil is a liar come on you are making your decisions by your movements many are called but few have chosen y'all give me six minutes and let me close it y'all be seated please tell your neighbor it's a decision how it's a decision it's a decision i'm at we at a different place in the kingdom now y'all we're not micromanaging people anymore people who've been here a long time people who've been in the way a long time they've just been stuck in the way and some of us have turned the church into a daycare instead of an institution it's time for you to rise up grow up grow up grow up it's time to grow up in god it's time to grow up in god stop catering to people's dysfunction it's time to grow up in god time to grow up in god and when and when god is calling you he uses everything and many of us are missing it it's easy to say oh I'm an apostle but what foundation have you laid are you laying it's becoming the next popular thing people won't they just won't be a liturgical dancer I am the apostle of the dance ministry I'm prophet so so and I'm not against I believe in I believe in all the ministries but I think true uh, the truth truthfully I believe some of us have labeled our ministry gift prematurely and now out of pride we hold on to a label without fruit Uh oh you heard God said for you to pastor but you missed the fact he wasn't talking about a senior pastor so you rather hold on to having three members and a Facebook page. Uh-oh, uh-oh. If I'm ta- I don't know nobody in here, so I'm not, if I'm talking about you, I'm just coming to help you. You rather have a big throne chair in a room that only has 10 people than to go back and say, I missed it. I am called to pastor, and I'm called to pastor at my job. I'm called to pastor at my house. I'm called to pastor in under my senior leader not embarrassing when you get a revelation that's nothing shameful when you get a revelation what's shameful is you to keep going the wrong way thinking you're going to get in the right place and many people are disappointed I want to address this tonight because many people in the kingdom are disappointed because God did not fulfill what they said God said God, when God get ready to call you, he's going to use everything. Let me tell you something. If you truly a prophet, if you truly a man or woman of God, you'll be like Jeremiah. He said, come here, Jeremiah. We call Jeremiah the weeping prophet. And we, we make it a literary phrase. We make it cute. But weeping and wailing is not an attractive leader. See, everybody wants the blessing. 
but you haven't been called by God until you've had a burden and that's the reason why some of us haven't quit it's because we got a burden for this this is why some people leave every two weeks and they keep changing churches because they never got a burden because when you got a burden for something people can get on your last nerves do you wrong do you dirty and you still show up anybody ever had a burden where you could not sleep and you had to slide out of your bed and get on your face and pray for negroes that was hoping you die anybody ever god ever put a burden on you i don't even say that i'm a little sleepy i'm sleeping i don't say negro i'm sorry when god put a burden on you we don't even hear that in our language anymore yeah, the Lord put a burden on me, Pastor. I want to come, if you don't mind, I want to come have come to the church and shut in on Friday night because God put a burden on me. Everybody got a word that has nothing to do with them consecrating, praying, and fasting. Oh, my God. Because before God send you, he'll consecrate you. Oh! You just got sat down last year and you're trying to start a church this year. Jeremiah, come here. I'm going to use you, Jeremiah. I'm going to use you, Jeremiah. I'm going to put this around your neck. I want you to wear this yoke. I want you to wear a yoke around your neck. See, a yoke is something you put on a beast of burden. And Jesus likens preachers to oxen beast of burden that's why he says don't muzzle the mouth of the ox to trade out the corn in other words he says if the preacher gonna serve the ministry at least let him benefit from it don't he get to eat too don't she get to eat too so, so some of us want to put a demand financially on people that we have never served glory be to God a, a yoke. He said, let me put this yoke around your neck. Hold on, what did I do? It's not what you did. It's because of your assignment. I need you to show the people. I want you to show the people how they're yoked. Come here, Isaiah. I'm going to use you. And I'm going to take, I want you to, what you want, Lord, because he's an eagle eye prophet, right? All of us want to be Isaiah. For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. He's seeing the Messiah years and centuries before he comes. He says, for he was wounded for our transgressions. He's talking about the crucifixion in the past tense because that's how real it was for him. But we don't talk about this problematic assignment by Isaiah. He said, come here, Isaiah. Take your clothes off. And walk in front of them people. What? There are moments where your assignment will embarrass you. Your assignment will take you through an ugly season. I'm I'm just preaching to tell somebody you didn't miss it. You didn't miss it. Because somebody could be saying, hold on. This can't be my calling. Walk naked. Be transparent. Let me show people. Let me show them how they are uncovered. Oh, let me get out of that. Okay, I'm gonna use one more. 
It's a little tension with this one, but I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use it. Y'all not gonna want to hear this one. I'm gonna use it. Come here, Hosea. I want you to marry the whore. Look at somebody tell them, God did this, God. Because in our mind, if God calls us to do something, that means it's going to be perfect. But just because it's hard, don't mean it's not God. And some of you are trying to escape your marriage when the truth is you're trying to escape your assignment. Look what I'm leaving the church because look what they did to me. And Jesus is saying, Look what they did to me. I just want to talk to all of y'all who got so much church hurt that you can't sit under anybody. Oh my God. You got so much church hurt. You can't. I'll go to church, but I ain't going to join nobody else's church. I'll go to church. I'm an online member. I'm over here at this church and I'm over here at that. Let me tell you something. If you pot it, your growth is limited. You got to be potted or you got to be planted. And at some point, you got to heal and move forward. Come on. Come on, somebody. You were hurt at your job, but you still go to work. Come on. You were hurt in the classroom. You still went to school because you were there for the degree. You were there for the paycheck. Not trying to make friends. Well, pastor, see, you know, pastor got her favorites. You know, pastor got his favorite. They don't invite me. They don't invite me out. I ain't never went over that house. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you invite everybody from your church to your house? Don't put an expectation on me that you're not willing to carry yourself. And we are grown people now. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm here for the food. Hallelujah. What's important for me at the end of the day day, that my leader got a word from God. Oh my God. Ain't got to be no armor bearer. Ain't got to be an agitator. I mean an agitant. All I need to know is that when I get to church, they got a word for me. I need to finish. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't went past my time. Can can I have a uh, can I have a reader? All I need is a reader to read John chapter nine and uh, those three verses, and I'll close out. This didn't go the way I anticipated, but I said what God told me to say. Hallelujah! Tell your neighbor, God did this to me. Hallelujah! It's been a long journey. Hallelujah! But I got a revelation. He's been in it the whole time. I need about 50 people in here to praise God because you got a revelation that you didn't miss your turn. Hallelujah. That you didn't miss your moment. I need a good sanctified reader. John chapter 9 verse 1. Read. And as Jesus passed by, uh-huh. he saw a man which was blind from his birth. All right, let's establish this. Jesus is passing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this ain't the destination. He's just in transition. I need you to lay your hands on your neighbor's shoulder and don't you miss it. Tell him there's a miracle in your transition. There's a miracle in your transition. 
I know you can't wait till you get to the other side of it but I come to prophesy that somebody will praise him now God is about to drop something in your hands he's about to drop something on your life right in the midst of trap Jesus is passing by he noticed there's a man there who's been blind from his birth now first of all he's a man that's been blind from birth read woman of God and his disciples asked him saying master who did sin this man or his parents that he was born blind first of all why does the Bible just say he's blind? It's necessary for the scripture to let us know that he's been blind from birth. Because there's somebody in the room, you've dealt with something so long. You've considered that the something that you're dealing with is one with who you are. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You have almost... Uh, surrender to the fact that your affliction is your identity. To the point there's another blind man they call him blind Bartimaeus. That means before we get to know his name we get associated with his disability. My God. But I need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor that's what I did. But that's not who I am. My God. Hallelujah. Don't You don't have to introduce me by my flaws because my identity is not my flaw. Hey, come. My God. I'm sorry. I got a little stirred up. He was, he's been blind since birth. And what did the disciples say? Read. Jesus answered, neither has this hold man. On, hold on, What did the disciples ask? The disciples said, and his disciples asked him, saying, uh-huh. Master, who did sin? This man or his parents? All right, stop right here. Mm-hmm. This proves to me that Jesus has the same issue that some of us had. And that was dealing with slow people. I know I'm tired. I know I'm tired. I shouldn't have said that. I know. Have you ever had to just stand there and look at one of your friends and say, what? The man was born blind. And then you're going to ask, who sinned that he would be born blind? Was it him? Why would they go this far? Because the truth is, even as believers, we have an unhealthy relationship with suffering. Jeremy, you hear what I'm saying to you? We have an unhealthy relationship with suffering. Suffering is not always something to rebuke. Sometimes suffering is something to endure. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I know that was kind of a mix. No, because we don't want to hear it. Because Jesus says, if you suffer with me... It's almost like suffering is a prerequisite to reigning. We have an unhealthy relationship. That, 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 that extreme end of the word of faith movement. I thank God for the word of faith movement. I tell you, I thank God for the word of faith movement. But every movement had its flaws. And the extreme measure of the word of faith movement says if you have enough faith, you'll never be sick. 
And if you have enough faith, you'll never have any money problems. And if you got money problems, it's just because you didn't believe hard enough. And if you're sick, it's because your faith is not where it needs to be. Hear me. You can have faith and still get sick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Anybody in here? You got faith? We've had to bury people that had faith. We put oil on their head. Oh, y'all not saying We spoke in tongues. We called everybody around. Because we got to have that real conversation. Because faith does not always cause you to escape suffering. Sometimes your faith will put you through suffering. We only have the type of faith that says, Lord, here's my faith. Change my situation. Instead of sometimes here my faith take me through the situation. So who's sinned? Because I need to blame somebody. It's got to be somebody's fault. Who sinned that this man would be born blind? Was it him or his parents? And Jesus shocked everybody. And you know what he said? Nobody. Oh, no, 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 no. If I'm going through this, it's because I didn't pray hard enough. If I'm going through this because I didn't give that right seed offering. If I'm going through this, it's because I should have went over there. And that's what we do. We automatically start trying to trace it. It's because of my mama. It's because of my daddy. I was in the wrong church. I was under the wrong leader. Hold on. Hold on. This ain't this message ain't for everybody. This is not where you are. Just hear me tonight. And maybe it'll be for you in the future. God says, nobody. What you mean nobody? Well, then, uh-oh. Why would he be born blind then? And you know what Jesus said? So I can be glorified. So my power could be made manifest. He wasn't a toddler at this moment. He wasn't a teenager at this moment. He is a grown man. That means he's never seen color. He's never seen his parents. That means he never saw a chalkboard. He never saw a flower. He never saw a fish. And God says, I allowed him to go through all of that. Just so I can be. And who do you fight when you find out God was against it? It was God behind it. See, what we've done, we have put, and I'm wrapping up with this, hear me. We have put Satan and God on the same level. And he says, I am the Lord. Who shall I be equal to? I am the Lord and besides me there is no I am God it's Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad He O Israel the Lord our God is one he's too wide for anybody else to be beside him he has no rival the cartoon showed you the devil on one side and the angel on the other side hallelujah but he don't share no space you have romanticized you have romanticized the narrative and the historical count of Job but there's a part of that text you got to unpack 
that when the sons of God, which were angels, came before Elohim, Satan also came. Oh, I got an issue with that. We just read it, read it and we just went past it. But have you ever asked yourself the question, why is he there? And what does Yahweh say to him? Get out of here, Satan. No. He says, where you been? He says, I've been, I've been to and fro, huh? trying to see who I can destroy because in the presence of God even a liar got to tell the truth and I declare every liar in your church is about to be exposed in this season we ain't giving the courtesy to no more lying choir members no more lying administrators no more lying armor bearers y'all stop giving courtesy to liars just because they gifted because you're the next victim. I used to say people, I used to say people gotta every lie come from, you know, come from some truth. But I found I found some people who are so creative that they'll make a lie up from scratch. They'll put you places you ain't never been, put words in your mouth you ain't never said, cause you to have enemies you ain't never met. Where have you been? I've been going to and fro. See who I can destroy. And, and God said. Not Satan. And God says, have you considered Job? God brought up Job's name. Who do you rebuke when God is behind it? I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I got a revelation. God did this to me. Hallelujah. I didn't ask for it. He chose me for this. I didn't request it. He put it on me. I begin to question my place in God when I got a revelation that I must be righteous. Because he says many are the afflictions of the righteous. Uh, but the Lord shall deliver. I need you to look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor with all the stuff you've had to deal with. Uh, it's just a sign uh, that you're in right standing with God. Hallelujah. Anybody can praise him uh, when everything is perfect. Uh, but is there anybody in here who had to praise God? Uh, what question marks above your head? Anybody had to worship God? Why you've been disappointed? Appointed by God. Anybody have to bless God in the midst of watching your enemies prosper? I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor God was behind it. Uh, but I got a revelation that if God was behind it, uh, that means He's got a purpose in it. Uh, I need you to pull on somebody, tell them you better not quit. Uh, something is about to be released. Uh, you're about to find out what the fight was really about. You're about to find out what the warfare was really about. I need you to run over to somebody you love and tell them the treasure is about to be released. Come on, tell them the miracle is about to be released. Come on, pull on them. Tell them the breakthrough is about to be released. Not because you were perfect, but because 
because you didn't give up. You served him when you didn't understand him. You followed him when you had questions. Scream at somebody and tell them God was behind it. That's why I couldn't kill you because God was behind it. That's why cancer didn't take you out because God was behind it. That's why the church drama didn't destroy your ministry because God was behind it. And I want to just leave this. I'll leave it on record tonight. There's no weapon formed against me. It won't prosper. Push somebody tell them it can't prosper. It won't design to prosper. Because God was behind it the whole time. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We when the wicked and my enemies came upon me to eat up my flesh, what happened to them? They stumbled. They waited for me to stumble, but they stumbled. They waited for me to quit, but they stumbled and they fell. I only got one request. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble he shall for me but he was hiding me he he shall hide me in the word of God I got a hiding place when I felt I had enemies stacked up against me I found the scripture in Romans chapter 8 it says if God before us who can be against us tell your neighbor he kept me it was God he preserved me it was God he wrapped me so the enemy could destroy me tell somebody God was behind it he did this to me that's why I forgive people without them apologizing you call it weakness I call it strength God did this he put it in me I don't hold no grudges tell your neighbor if it's the truth tell them I don't hate nobody come on tell them I don't have a sad story I'm not mad at nobody I can shout in any church no matter who walks in the room I still dance cause I got a revelation that if they would have never dropped me I would have never been put in place for God to pick me up Get out of your 
seat uh, and tell three people, uh, tell them you will not be disappointed. Uh, by the time God turns this, uh, you will not uh, be disappointed. Uh, by the time uh, God shifts this, uh, he's going to give you uh, beauty for ashes. Uh, he's going to give you uh, strength for fear. Uh, get ready uh, for wardrobe change. Uh, what you talk about, preacher? Uh, he says, I I'm going to give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Tell your neighbor, congratulations, you survived what could have killed you. Congratulations, you overcame what tried to overcome you. So then, Galloway, the punishment of Satan, President Hemi, the punishment of Satan is that he serves the purpose of God. That what the enemy meant for evil. I dare somebody, don't turn all the way around, just turn halfway around. And I want you to shout, everything hasn't happened yet. Come on, tell them everything ain't perfect. But I'm in the middle of a turnaround. Oh! I'm in the middle of it. God is about to make sense out of the last three seasons of your life. God is about to make, somebody need to start leaping and pleasing because he's about to make sense out of these last five years. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. I pray today's message has been a blessing to you and that you've been expanded and increased and you've been given the desire to walk even closer to God. If you've really been blessed by today's message, I want you to consider partnering with me that I can continue to get our quality content, inspirational, motivational and gospel messages because we know it's through the foolishness of preaching that souls are saved. When you partner with us, you're helping us spread the word of God, not just domestically, but internationally all over the world. And so remember today as you sow, that even though the money or the gift may leave your hand, it will never leave your life because you're partnering with something that's greater than you. We want to hear from you. If you've been blessed by our ministry, we'd like to get your messages. Send us an email. Uh, follow us on social media. And take this opportunity to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Remember, I know what it feels like to cry till you have no more tears left to cry. But after you finish crying, don't stop. Get up and keep 